podcast number 82, Monster. As mentioned in previous podcasts, I look for songs that epitomize modern songwriting at its finest, offering techniques both on and below the surface that create a work of exception. By analysis of a song's construction and architecture, we see a model to use for our own works. These techniques apply to all styles and genres of music. This song, featuring Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes in a duet setting, offers so many of these ideas, forms, and techniques, it is at the highest level. The vocals, the musicianship, and the arrangement. The melodic line uses rhythms not usually associated with popular music, such as 16th and 32nd notes. This creates a speech-like quality to the melody, a lyrical rap. Let's begin with the overall architecture. We have an introduction, verse 1, a chorus, verse 2, a bridge, back to the chorus, and then the outro. The introduction. The introduction is four measures long in 4-4 four, four time, a slow tempo, quarter note equals about 72 beats per minute. As is common practice, the introduction sets the tone, feel, key, time signature, and tempo while introducing important melodic, rhythmic, and harmonic hooks. This introduction fulfills all these parameters. The song is in the key of D minor based on the D natural minor scale. Here are the chords in the key of D minor. D minor, one chord. seven chord. Back to D minor, the one chord. The melody of the introduction features four one-measure phrases. The first and second are the same, featuring a vocal line of 30-second notes. I will play that slowly so we can hear each note. The third and fourth phrases are also the same, featuring 30-second notes, but we do have an eighth note and then resting on a half note. We notice how this slows the intensity down a bit, and whereas the first two phrases were more of a run, this is more melodic. I believe this in itself could be developed into a song, very reminiscent of Billie Eilish. The background features a drum beat on the second and fourth beat, and most important, the bass part features a descending bass line. A descending bass line used as a foundation on which to build a chord progression has been used since the Renaissance and even before. In fact, in the Baroque era, to build a piece on a repetitive bass line and chord progression was very popular, exactly how we see in most modern songs today. The Bach Chaconne, transcribed for classical guitar, is a phenomenal work of art. Reoccurring patterns, named ostinatos, such as this one, 
are one of the most important techniques in all forms of musical composition. Verse 1. The first verse is eight measures long, subdivided into two subsections, four measures each. There are four two-measure phrases. Let's look at the first subsection, phrases one and two. Phrase one, two measures long. The lyrics are, put me on a pedestal and tell me I'm the best. We hear all 16th notes resting on an A quarter note for the lyric best. I will play it slowly. Before I do, I would just like to say, I do not want to break any copyright laws, so I will not play the original recording. Please listen, but I will play some examples. The music in the background stops, shining a spotlight on the lyrics. The second measure of this first phrase features the entrance of the drums and a soft bass part playing the note C, implying a C major chord. This rhythm, a dotted quarter note followed by an eighth note tied over to a quarter, will become the main rhythmic hook of the song. Its importance is highlighted by the fact that in the first measure, the important melody was highlighted by the fact that there was no accompaniment. Now in the second measure, the importance of this bass line playing this rhythm is highlighted by the fact that the melody rests. The addition of the drum reinforces the beat and its importance. Phrase two. The second phrase measures three and four with the lyrics, raise me up into the sky until I'm short of breath features a repetition of the first phrase as the bass and drum continues. The drum adds a slight variation. In all the elements of music, melody, harmony, and rhythm, repetition and repetition with variation is probably the most important technique you can use to connect with the listener. The second subsection, that would be phrases three and four. Here we have phrase three. The third phrase repeats the first phrase, only this time it is sung twice, no rest. Exactly the same with new lyrics. The lyrics are, fill me up with confidence, I say what's in my chest. And then the second half of the phrase, spill my words and tear me down until there's nothing left. At this point, for the first time, the chords enter over the ostinato bass line. Here's the D minor and C chord, the first two, with the rhythm, the main harmonic rhythmic hook. The fourth phrase features the fifth repetition of this phrase with the lyrics, rearrange the pieces just to fit me with the rest, yeah, using the G chord with the B bass and the B flat chord. This finishes the four chord pattern with the bass ostinato that permeates the whole work. Building a repetitive harmonic foundation such as this creates a hypnotic cycle on which all vocals, counter melodies, both vocal and instrumental, are layered. At the end of the verse, we have a pickup to the chorus. But what if I, what if I, 
This is the main melodic lyrical hook. Notice how the background rests, as I mentioned earlier. A great technique to underline and highlight both the melody and lyrics, especially the main hook. See podcast number 57 on the subject of the hook. At this point, I would like to bring up a technique I have spoken about in previous podcasts, one that I believe is invaluable. In the verse, we heard the first phrase repeated five times. Each time it sounded different, either because of the accompanying arrangement or the background chords. Keeping the same notes but changing the chords affects the tone color of the notes and the emotional impact of the lyrics. This is due to the interplay of chord and non-chord tones. Please see podcast number 21. Chord tones are consonant, calm, and non-chord tones create varying degrees of tension and calm, dark and light. Music is this flow between these two opposing forces. Listen to the same notes now as I play them against three different chords. The importance of this technique cannot be overstated. Now we enter the chorus, which many consider to be the essence of the song. As the chorus enters with the main lyrical melodic hook, What If I, immediately we notice the technique of increasing the momentum and emotion through the increased dynamics with the addition of the background vocals, intensification of chord rhythm, drums. As with the verse, there is eight measures divided into two four-measure subsections. Here we notice continuity of form. Throughout music history, composers have used the forms of other composers and then built their works upon those forms. It would be like an architect building many houses upon the same foundation, but in each case changing the upper structure known as the elevation. The first subsection, four measures long, features four short phrases showcasing the main hook. So the first four phrases are, but what if I, what if I trip, then what if I, what if I fall, then am I the monster, and just let me know. And now the second half is basically a repetition of the first half musically with new lyrics. And they are, and what if I, what if I sin, and what if I, what if I break it, then I am the monster, yeah, just let me know, yeah. In this, the second half of the chorus, the hook, what if I, is heard seven times. At the very end, for the lyrics no and yeah, there are melismas that contain the melody of the hook, first in retrograde, backwards, and then forwards. A melisma is when you add many notes into one syllable. Using melodies or phrases in different parts of a song, for example, it may be in the melody and then may, may be in the accompaniment or in one of the harmony parts, 
Subconsciously is another way to connect with the listener, especially if it's a hook. Melodic, harmonic, or rhythmic. Verse 2. As mentioned earlier, this song contains so many original and unexpected techniques rarely seen in popular songs. This second verse is one of those unexpected moments. The background is practically the same, but the melody is totally different. This is very unusual. There are three long phrases. Let's look at phrase one. This phrase, I will read the lyrics now. I was 15 when the world put me on a pedestal. I had big dreams of doing shows and making memories. That is a very long two-measure phrase. It is rhythmically complex, and it features another melodic motive. Heard seven times for the lyrics, When the world put me on a pedestal, doing shows, making memories. The second phrase measures three and four. The lyrics are, Made some bad moves, trying to act cool, upset by their jealousy, lifting me up, lifting me up. This same three-note motive, GFG, is heard for the lyrics, trying to act and lifting me up twice. The third phrase is really interesting and different. Instead of two measures long, it's four measures long. Actually, the fourth measure rests, actually giving breathing room before the entrance of the next section, the bridge. The lyrics are, and tearing me down, tearing me down. I'll take responsibility for everything I've done. Holding it against me like you're the holy one, yeah. Most interesting here is that this last phrase of the second verse, although different from the end of the first verse, is closely related in that it is very similar, rhythmically and melodically. For example, I'll take responsibility for everything I've done of verse 2 Compared to the opening phrase of verse 1, put me on a pedestal and tell me I'm the best, may be thought of as a sequence with variation. Briefly, a sequence is singing the same intervals, only higher or lower than the original. The importance we see here is that although different elements from verse 1 and verse 2 are brought in below the surface, they create continuity on a sub-level. As I mentioned before, subliminal use of musical and lyrical elements can elevate a composition to a greater level and relate to the listener on many levels. The bridge. Just before the final chorus and outro, we hear a four-measure bridge. The modern bridge is a section added in to break up the verse-chorus and often pre-chorus sectioning, adding something new and interesting into the mix. See podcasts number eight and number nine, Take It to the Bridge. This bridge is built on four short phrases. They are, number one, I had a chip on my shoulder, had to let it go. Number two, cause unforgiveness keeps them in control. Number three, I came in with good intentions, then I let it go. And number four, and now I really want to know. The main melody of the bridge is the first phrase, very similar to the first phrase of the first verse, now repeated three more times with various alterations. (laughs) 
The actual plan is the first and third phrases are similar and the second and fourth practically the same. Except at the end of the fourth phrase we hear, what if I, what if I, the main lyrical motivic hook, come in to introduce the chorus. It begins on the last lyric of the bridge, creating an elision where one part enters as the other one ends, overlapping. The chords of the bridge are similar to as before. We have D minor for a measure, C for a measure, a G minor, and then for one measure we have a new chord, C7 suspended fourth. A dominant seventh, such as C7, pulls to the one chord. For example, in this case, it would be the key of F. It would be an F chord. A suspension is where you take the third out of the chord, so it's neither major nor minor. becomes ambiguous. And in this case, it does not pull to the F chord. It pulls to a D minor chord, which is the relative minor in the key of F. Here is C7 suspended fourth. The chord is heard for the final lyrics of the bridge, and now I really want to know. But when the hook, what if I, what if I, enters, the music in the background stops, again highlighting the importance of this lyrical, melodic, motivic hook. The chorus. The final chorus is practically a repetition of the earlier chorus, with a more active bass line, and most important, the melody is sung an octave higher. This technique is truly important in adding intensity and emotion as the melody is sung an octave higher. Sean Mendez uses this technique to great advantage in the song Mercy. Podcast number 19. The outro. The outro is 12 measures long. The phrase la da 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 is sung eight times with slight variations. <laughs> This is sung against the D minor, C, G minor, B flat chord progression. Then for four measures the music continues, but the melody dissolves with the lyric ooh four times. As we have seen in the analysis of this song, there are techniques that offer composers an endless reservoir of ideas and procedures to use in their own works, such as repetition and repetition with variation regarding melody, chords, chord progressions, and rhythms at all levels, the use of melodic lyrical hooks, hypnotic chord cycles, silence as a means to highlight important melodic and lyrical moments, a second verse with entirely new melody, rhythmically complex speech melody patterns, repetition of phrases with new harmonic backgrounds creating new tonal colors and emotions. I'd like to leave with this quote by Lucas Foss, a composer. Music does not just make me feel good. It means something. It makes us understand. It makes us happy. Thank you so, so much for listening. Take care. Joe.